Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Socially Savvy, broadcasting live here at Gunnar Nordstrom Gallery. Thank you for joining us. I'm your host, L.B. Duchess, with co-host Jason Rendon of Seattle Wine Exchange. Hello there. And Renessa Rio, Love CEO for Three-Step Dating. Hey there. So feel free to give us a call in at 323-843-6090. We've had some fun callers, so if you like something we're saying or you have an opinion about it, please call in. We'll put you on air, and we'd love to include you in the conversation. Yes, please do. Okay, today's show is brought to you by Gunnar Nordstrom Gallery. Buy art, it makes you feel better. <laughs> Our show is Savvy Sexy Talk. Yes. Socially acceptable and unacceptable and socially savvy hints. So yes. we were talking about this show last week and, and just the the connotation and, and the thought process behind actually talking about this is hilarious. Yes. I don't think... Um, it's more widely talked about now. Sex is something you can talk about publicly, but uh, there are so many people who are raised with that thought process that there are, you know, the hush tones and some things you just don't talk about. Uh, my kids' generation, there, there, there isn't anything that they don't talk about. Yes, especially with sexting. Sorry. We have a little feedback there. Just a smidge. That was a little bizarre. Okay. Especially with sexting and what's going on in in our school systems um, and even with our young kids that it's so easy just to get into a conversation of a show me a naked picture, Um, you know, our smartphones allow us to take kind of like mini porn videos of ourselves. It can can really create, this was not, uh, you know, available to us 10 years years ago, ago, five years ago, and now you can create so many things and then posting them to Facebook or other media outlets. Sex talk is, is, I think we're going to try to keep it to the adult friendly today. Yes, most In the definitely. positive light of what people can open up if they're open to romance, mm-hmm. if they're open to discovery of their body with their partner, or even if you're single, knowing how to discover yourself and creating that yeah. intimacy with yourself. Well, and recognizing that when you're out socially, this is a topic that is no longer taboo. So yeah. you're going to be hearing bits and pieces of conversation. You know, we're going to chat a little bit about being aware of your circumstances and, yeah. and how, how much you're talking about or, or to what depth you're talking about it. Uh, but with all the desensitization that happens with cable TV, media. radio, or any, yeah. any kind of media, there is that heightened awareness. And um, so I just thought it would be a great conversation for us to have, you know, overall. And I'm sure it'll be spicy. It's definitely spicy and it's definitely weird too because sometimes you'll have a conversation somewhere and it's like, wow, we just talked about that. Other times you'll have another conversation and you'll be like, ooh, did I say something wrong? Yeah, exactly. And I think that comes, you know, we'll talk about it a little bit later, but I think that comes with an awareness um, kind of of what's going on and who you're with. Uh, before we go on to that lovely topic, let's go ahead and chat about our first wine taste of the day. Um, we're yes. going back to one of our favorites. Yes. yes, our favorite favorites. And, you know, of course, Girly Girl happens to be one of our favorite sponsors. And Girly Girl time, I think one of the misconceptions is men are the ones who talk a lot about sex, but girls actually talk a lot about sex when they're together, probably more so than men in our girly time. I know that a lot of men that do not feel comfortable talking about their sex life with other men. I know, and I find that ironic because... Why would they share that? Preconceived yes. information that that's what men talk about. It may be what they think about, but apparently they don't talk about it nearly as much as women do. Yeah, so that's something that I brought up with other guys. You know, I tend to know. It feels so loud. 
Tend to know a lot about sex, and I'm the one weird guy that's like, "Have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? Wait till we get the hints." And oh, you know, that one's gonna be fun. Yeah. So yeah, no, the guys sometimes get kind of freaky, and usually it's more heterosexual guys than uh, homosexual guys. Homosexual guys tend to be a little more. Well, familiar. they've come to they've come to terms with their sex a long time yeah. ago. They're like totally comfortable with it. I think you're right. I think that there is a little bit of a. Well, there's also ego and pride yeah. that's attached to this, and especially if the sex life isn't going that great. Yeah. You know, and, and it could be you know whether it's themselves or whether oh, they're. Oh, we'll touch on that too. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's how do you open that part back up, and then who wants to admit that to your buddies? Most men that I know that don't have the no. best sex life think that everybody else is having tons of sex but them. Everything's fine. Well, and you know what? It cracks me up, and and we're going to, we'll topic about this before we finish the wine tasting, but what I find is so funny with all of the information available, with all of the resources you have to kind of expand your knowledge and learn and understand, um, the only thing you really have to do is be willing to reach out and try to figure out some of this stuff because not everybody is having a fabulous time. Not everybody initially knows exactly what to do or how to do it. And, you know, it's talking not, about sex, it is, sex is not just the act. It's everything that leads up to and afterwards. And not everything is always perfect. You know. Oh, heck there's, no. There's, well, and half the fun is in the imperfection. I mean, you know, yes. falling off of a chair or something. <laughs> yes. And, and sex is a process. So, I mean, it's just like your yeah. career. Like it, one, where you were at in your career five years ago, I hope to God that you're, you know, you've learned advanced some more a little sex bit. lessons than what you were doing five years ago. Oh, most yeah, but there's definitely. still, you know, there's still that, um, for lack of better words, maintenance sex, you know, where neither one of them are really in the mood. They're like, yeah, but I still want to. Okay, fine. And it's not the greatest. Well, and you, you know, know what? I want to make a point. We're going to be all over the board. I can just yes, say. I feel that. You used, you used a really good term, maintenance sex. Maintenance I think sex. that that should not have a negative connotation because no. um, no. there has been proof that in relationships, even if it's not uh, that intimate, connected, just the, the physical act of going yes. through it is a huge bond in long-term relationships. For both sides. Oh, yeah. for, bo- for totally sometimes for both sides. Sometimes the guy's not into it. Sometimes the girl's not into it. Well, attitude, the whole nine yards. Mm-hmm. And it's a love thing, too. It's just connect. Let's just connect. Yeah. You know, and, and it's just like the gym sometimes. Like, you know, like once you go to the gym, you're kind of like, oh, my gosh. And you're on the treadmill, and then you feel better. Then you feel better, and exactly. And you have all these endorphins that are released. Yes. All this, mm-hmm. you, the same process goes for yes, our sexual definitely. life. Like, oh, my oh, gosh. Oh, the endorphins that release yes. by itself. Just Orgasms. Oh, my gosh. And and ultimately, that's what you want to get to. But I think a lot of people start to get intimidated if they don't have a lot. They don't understand their body enough to help the other person help them. And if they can't, then now both parties are feeling kind of bad. There's a lot of women that do not have orgasms. That is very true. I I believe there's a high percentage of the time. Very, very high percentage. I believe it was over like 70% or something of that nature. Because they just, a society says that girls should be a certain way and do a certain thing. And then guys are impatient. They they don't get that the adventure comes in the journey, not the destination, in my opinion. Well, and yeah. And so then they just go, well, I just want to, you know, get off. And okay, fine. But they don't take the time to really listen to what the girl's body is doing. Well, you're missing out if you're not. I mean, it's like any. Else. It, I mean, There's a phrase called is, find the man in the boat. Well, in what this, is it? The phrase? Find the man in the Finding boat. Finding the man in the boat. Oh, I've never heard that before. Usually is at the top of the boat. Usually sits what? Sits in the center. Sits at the top of the boat. Uh-huh. So you know what a canoe looks like, right? Yes. Keep thinking. Yes. At the top of the canoe. Yes. It's a little man with a little head. Yes. That's finding the man in the canoe. Okay. Oh, my word. Rubbing okay. his head. Thing, oh! oh, Lord. Here we go. The things that I learned. I love it. I love it. But you know what? I think a lot of that. Are you listening? So... 
I, the, the thing that I really uh, I feel like it's important to talk about is recognizing that if you first off recognizing where you are sexually mm-hmm. because knowing when you are going out into public scenarios especially I mean I don't know how many times I have been at functions and little innuendos come up and it's okay to kind of play with some of those innuendos. But you want to be real careful about how in depth you get it because who you're talking to. Well, I'm I'm talking about at full blown social. Now, if you're off in a corner and you're a full blown social thing, that's okay. But again, you want to be aware because some of these things we're talking about, those are this is a perfect situation of let's say we were having this conversation and I'm insecure or maybe I've never had an orgasm and I'm 43 years old. Which some, is hey, I have clients that are tons. 35 to 40 that are virgin. Yes, and understanding that. Um, you want to be aware of the people's reaction around yeah. you because here's the thing, and, and this is one of the things I think a lot of people don't take responsibility for because they figure it's not their responsibility, number one. Number two, they always go, well, I'm not a mind reader. Okay, I get that. But I think this is a perfect situation in which you want to think about it from the standpoint that awareness gives you the ability to either help people or hurt people. Yes. If you're not paying attention, if you're talking about something that's edgy, and and sex is definitely one of those things that are edgy, you know, politics, religion, those are all things that are on that edgy. If you're not practicing awareness and people around you are getting uncomfortable, you're not helping yourself, number one, but you're also not helping somebody else. And, and, and you're a, misleading, which therefore could be manipulative. Yes, yeah, exactly. So that person probably thinks they're pleasing you. And if you're moaning and groaning or creating some type of sign that that person thinks they're doing something the right way, and in reality it's not being Well, you right went way. right off into the one-on-one. I was talking in a group, but I wasn't talking about that. But that's, <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> no, it's true. It goes back to all our other times when, like, you're with somebody and somebody gets closer and closer to you and yes. they have to arm on you. you yes. know, and if you don't set the boundary ahead of time... You've got to be aware. Well, it, it, and this is what I'm saying, is being aware. Um, a lot of people Don't forget that some of the best, um, co- whether it be in conversation or the actual act, it's all about serving. Yeah. And you know what I find really interesting? I have yet to read the book, I, and it's on my docket. I've got to read it, um, Fifty Shades of Grey. Yes. But all of the talk that's come out about that have been about learning a, a, a new type of an awareness. And understanding where you are. I just read a book that I thought was, uh, you know, was kind of more trashy. It was, it was a little bit, um, what do you call it, uh, crass for my nature. Crunchy. But, yeah. It, well, the terminology was a little crash for me. But it was interesting in the, in the process of going through this very raw awareness of the whole sexual content and, and where they were that... It, it kind of tells you where people are at different stages. Well, I love the the book, and, and I haven't finished it, and I have. I mean, I would love to, but I know it creates a lot of awareness around domination. Yes, that and, was what I understood too. And so, being that that sense, it's also in the time of this passive community that we're living the in. Passive aggressive. Yeah, the passive aggressive. Passive aggressive. Men not knowing what their place and, in in society is. Yeah, but men need to read the book too. Men need to read the book. I I really truly believe it's just as important mm-hmm. for the men to read this because women are ready to like knock the milk off the kitchen counter and just take them by the legs type of atmosphere we're yeah. talking about here. Well, and women are yearning really to feel don't. that. Yeah. Well, men yeah. want it. It's an instinctual they just to don't know be how that. to do it. 
It's not about doing it. Well, just, okay, you know, I mean, not how, but, you okay, know, how do you the rejection, get to it? Again, yes. again, I think everybody has gotten, we've had this huge switch of where men were predominant, role, yes. role, role reversal. Yes. Now men don't quite know what's accept, expected, and, and I get that. But here's the thing that I'm going to say, and my husband and I have had dozens of conversations, and my husband, he's a, he's a people watcher, so we go out socially, and he listens to what everybody's saying. Yes. And this last few months, he's listened to the, the way women talk, and a lot of single women talk um, out both sides of the mouth. They talk about how they can't find a good guy, but then when um, somebody comes and is not necessarily not domineering, but forceful and tells them what they want, they become offended. And oh well, yeah, I don't. They do that. It's kind of like okay, a guy is a guy is a guy. Is an alligator is an alligator. You can't expect an alligator to act differently. A um, uh, any bug, any animal, anything that has a heartbeat and, and, and a pair of lungs, if it is a specific species, it will react the way it is genetically dispositioned. Now, as human beings, we have the ability to kind of move around that. But women expecting men to be something less than what they are is an oxymoron. And that's why I truly feel like why a lot of women are single because they're not wrapping their head around that, okay, yeah, there's a positive and a negative. You know, men can be asses. Men can also be very giving. They take care of women. I mean, we seem to forget that we can be bitches. Oh, yeah. But but being a bitch also usually means we're driven and focused, and you've got to take a look at both the positive and the negative and stop docking people for being genetically the way they are dispositioned. It also determines what's important in your life about it. Yeah. In in our life, you know, we're happy to say sex is a big part of it. You know, we probably wouldn't be together if it wasn't, but that's I don't know any long-term relationship that... Um, has weathered through lots of storms. I mean, I know that there are there are some relationships where that is not yeah. predominant, in it, but the majority of relationships, the uh, what's the difference between a marriage and any other relationship? Sex. That's the main difference between uh, that relationship that. and anything else. The only exception outside of that is was having children, and now people have children outside of, of marriage all the time. So truly, what is the only other reason for committing yourself to a long-term relationship? You're assuming that you're going to have... Companionship. Huh? Companionship. Compa- exactly. And most people start off a relationship in a long-term relationship with what? Sometimes sex, sometimes not. More often than not sex. <laughs> okay, back to sex talk. Okay. <laughs> but wait a minute, we have to talk about Chloe. Yes. Chloe. Can no, it wasn't yep. Chloe. It was... It was uh, what did you... What are we talking about? No, no, I'm talking about Chloe from Girly Girl Wines. Oh, Chloe. Yes, let's enjoy that. I got that. Pinot Gris. Her name is Chloe. She's got red hair. I love her. She's spicy and fun. Yes. And uh, she's bottled every year since the start. Uh, Very good wine. Very nice. Very light on the tongue. Very clear. Kind of a straw color. Girly Girls, um, this is their Pinot. Mm Mm-hmm. Pinot Gris. Pinot Gris. Eleven, actually. This has been a fabulous wine for me over the summertime. Mm-hmm. But even going into the fall and winter with all the work getting out and stuff I'm doing, I'm finding that this is such a nice companion for something light and refreshing. Right. So here we go. Quick hint for the guys. Yes. Since we're talking about sex, get a bottle of Girly Girl or a bottle of Washington Hills, something white and something sparkly. Oh, love sparkly. Put it in the fridge. Just have it there just in case, because if you do bring a girl back, or if it's your wife, you know, sometimes it's easier to bring out the white wine, because they like that more than you with the red wine. Yes. That's a star on that, because 
there are women who like red wine too. But well, and if you're going to you get prepared, boisterous, spilling white wine isn't right. such a big deal. <laughs> be prepared to have. Yes. White wine is easier to get out than red wine. Yes, Just it is. Easier said. It's, it goes with more foods too. And you know, you either can have your corkscrew ready, or you can top. Get it screwed top. Uh, top ha ha ha. Right. Okay, socially savvy news real quick before we continue on with this very fun topic. Um, I was looking for fun, new, great things to check out, especially in our area. I love this. Every year, Nordstrom's makes repost this information. I think a lot of people don't know it. In the Bellevue and Seattle area, they made their announcement for same-day delivery. A lot of people don't get a chance. They'll go on the Internet, they'll order something, and, they, and typically it takes five to eight business days to receive something. Um, but for $15... Any item that is stocked, you can have delivered to your door the same day. So if you place an order by nice. 1 o'clock, it'll be delivered to your door by 7 p.m. that same day for 15 bucks. Oh, my gosh. Wow. So this is, you know, this is, I thought that this was an interesting little piece of info. Um, if you want more information about it for eligible delivery areas, uh, go to their website, uh, shop.nordstrom.com backslash C backslash same day delivery. And there's a dash in between the same day delivery. Um, you, they give you a full listing of zip codes. And you can also check with your local Nordstrom's if you're in other places in the country, because I know most of them do this Uh to find out what their their services are, because Nordstrom, of course, has always been one to give you exceptional service. I just thought that this was a great piece to add into, especially if you're trying to create a spicy night or to create an uh, erotic or, or fun or, or something where you could call if you're a female and go, you know, I need, I saw this piece of lingerie or I saw this beautiful fragrance or, um, you know, I need whatever it is that you need, you can call and have it delivered because so many times we run out of time to make things happen. Couple I things. Do you like that? Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was going to share about Nordstrom. I think that's great, especially with the especially with the holiday season coming up. I think that's you know great and uh, being able to go there. It would be great if Nordstrom had a wish list with that. Um, so, at the holiday time in their catalog, they have a little wish list thing that has a little wish list tag. Yeah, so you can tell your spouse like, here's my list. I think yeah, that that's would a be good, a good idea. idea. Well, you know, yeah. we do that. We there's books that you can buy. That have like uh, uh, this gift that it was good for you to kiss me on the neck. This yes. Oh yeah, all the fun ones. So what I do when she travels, I have sticky notes that I stick all over her bag, so she'll find. She has to look for it to find them. So that way she'll be at the hotel and she's like, oh, I found your love note, and I'll sit there, hey, I miss you, hurry up, come back, because she travels a lot. I really do believe that you know that's part of part of the relationships keeping it alive. Whether it's that's so like, I totally agree. You know, I'm with with that will be. We have I think date nights. A, go you ahead. Tra- you, I'll finish up. We have date nights that we go to different places. You guys went and had a great uh, honeymoon, uh, anniversary honeymoon over in Victoria. Yes. So it's, it's important to get away, even if it's just, you don't have to be married to do it. If you just got a girlfriend, it shows that you want to say, you know, today's our day. No friends, no phone, or we're just doing it. Nothing frustrates me. Or I don't mind. I'll check my phone when I'm with friends. That's different. You know, if we're here, like right now, I'm sure we're all checking our phones and all that. But if on a date, I'm here for you. Not the yeah. phone. Yeah, create the focus. And guys, put the freaking phone away. And ladies. Yes. Yes. And you know, ladies, please. Seriously, that's a big, big Your deal. girlfriend doesn't need to know that you're eating pie right now. And I think it's really good, especially, in, I'm, I love the sexting thing and creating mm-hmm. the whole, you know, when you come home. Oh, yeah. Well, you, you know, this is what I'm looking forward to. This is what I'm looking to. forward to. Or, well, and I was going to tie those two things together because yes. I love the whole notes thing and the sexting thing. Yes. Um, I think this works perfectly into socially savvy hints. Uh, 
here's a hint. Yes. Don't be afraid to light the match once yeah. a week, once every two weeks. I think we get so caught up in, in all the realism of the frustrations of life. Um, a lot of times when you start off in a new relationship, it's all that fantasy and the, the promise of what will come. Then you get into a longer-term relationship and you start getting caught in the in the rat race. Yes. And um, I think we need to bring out more awareness and, and be more receptive to putting yourself out there a little bit. I know when I was younger, I used to put notes and things, and Brett used to put notes and things, uh, and we don't do that so much anymore. Now we've started, you know, we do the little texting thing, and trying to do that a little bit more little just things. to remind mind him that, hey, I think you're hot. You yes. need to know this. Yeah, maybe I've said it a million times, but you know what? It's that million and one time that I said it in the last 15 minutes. That's what makes the difference. Yeah, you know what you also do? Yeah. Walk by your guys, walk by your girl, and for no reason, just give her a hug. It's not to be anything fancy, no tongue in the mouth, none of that. Just kind of, hey, appreciate you. Just, just you know what? That, and that's another hint is recognize the difference between males and females. Women respond, and this is, again, this is very generalized. This is not all women or all men, but a lot of women respond very well to those delicate touches, those those caresses, those, you yeah, know, grabbing. both. Gently, gently both. Yeah, gently yeah. Um, acknowledging or, or whatever, you know, if my husband comes by and plays with my hair as he's walking on by, I get that. But here's the thing I think women need to remember. This is why we have socially savvy hints and acceptable and not acceptable, the blunt, most men will tell you they don't catch hints. You have to be blunt. If you're a woman and you're in a relationship, you can't, you know, and my husband reminded me of this just here a few weeks ago. He's like, I'm telling him all these different things. I'm like, I don't see, you know, I just I'm kind of whining a little bit. I just don't understand why you're not acknowledging. He's like, what do you mean? That That's what that was? It's like, okay, ding, 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 ding. You know, no, you've got to come over and you've got to be blunt. Yes. With men. And, and except, again, going back to that whole thing, men are men are men are men. And we as women need to stop expecting them to be something else if we want to have a great sexual experience with them. Yes. Absolutely. And, and that's in regards to even having a life with them, to be in a state of assumption about anything. Oh, there's no room for assumption horrible. in sexual talk. Yeah. yeah. So when we no, talk about our sexuality. Life, you need to ask for it. You know. Yes. And even when you're going into what you like or what you want to enjoy. And I love it when you're talking about like the connect to sex. And being passive or aggressive, or you really need to schedule it in if it's something that you know you can go through one or two weeks of not doing. Oh yeah, you know because all of a sudden I know it sounds month, it sounds unromantic, two months, but you need if if you can't create the fantasy or the the um, last minute. It's kind of like our our weekend thing. This it was literally yeah. last minute. My husband booked the trip at the Girl Power Hour event at 7.45 at night, and we were on the Clipper. We were staying in line for the Clipper at 6.45 in the morning. That spontaneity. If for whatever reason your life is at a point where you just can't wrap your brain around the spontaneity, then Then make it a ritual. Yes. Pencil well, it's just like work, your workout schedule. You don't if you haven't worked out in a month or two months. What happens? You get right, lazy. you're playing catch up. You're gaining weight, or maybe you're your making body the goes into mortis. Yes. And then what <laughs> so is, what your, is your feelings life? that you feel about yourself? You yeah, see everything yourself starts to go down. Go. Yeah. You have this different self doubt. Your confidence changes. Your you know self worth. All different things can platform. 
plateau and even get worse in your you life. You have to plan ahead. It's kind of like when yes. you work out for the gym. If I'm going to work out in the gym, i got to plan ahead. So I'll get my bag ready, get my shoes in, get the gym shorts, get the shirt ready. It's in the bag. Then you throw it in the car and you're ready to go. Same thing with sex. Hey, guys, get those, you know, fix the bed up. You know, you come home and you're, you want to you know, have a little fun that night, straighten out the bed. You know, yeah. straighten the sheets out. Put some towels over the there. You know, get the candles ready to go. Don't lie to me. Get them all, you know, if that's, you know, there's a difference between spontaneity, hot sex here in the, you know, in the family bathroom at the airport. No, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about if you get home <laughs> and you change, you're going to straighten up so that way the environment's ready. Because, guys, girls need a few minutes to freshen up and get ready. Same with the guys. Get ready. Get, you know. Well, I think the power of atmosphere is yes. what you're saying. It's huge. It, it really, yeah. People don't realize the power of atmosphere, the power of preparation, yes. the power of touch, in, in just the sense of, you know, preparing that person the day before or the morning before they leave. Texting, maybe, yeah. you know. Texting. If you can do all those things, that that's always going to create this optimal situation. But here's the one thing I want to throw out there and the big lesson that, that I was reminded this last year. I mean, I've been in a 27-year relationship. Yes. And you you stated it in the very beginning. Don't wait for everything to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Don't yeah, wait. It's not going to be perfect. Things are going to fall through. If, you know... Sometimes you just have to throw yourself into it. Now, can I add to what you're saying in in context of people that were that are listening that have been in a relationship for let's just say over six months or a year, two years, three years. So let's talk to our relationship folks, and then we'll go into some singles. In the relationship side, I notice that a lot of women will continue to tell a man, oh, "I'm not in the mood. I'm not in the mood, or not right now, or no, I'm tired." And all of a sudden, the man has been programmed. Oh yeah, he's been programmed. Okay, yeah. Not to ask. Yeah. And then they see, like, gosh, my guy's not interested. He's not, re- you know, he hasn't touched me. Yeah, and when then he they does start feeling touch, insecure. I mean, if he goes for a breast and he's going for a nipple shot, he wants to go in there, wants to lick on something. No, I'm, I don't feel that. No, I'm tired. I'm just exhausted. We do this another time. You know what the definition of love is? communication, program. too. It's communication, but you know what? And I love that, that you actually go that far with it. <laughs> The point of the matter is, is a lot of people forget in a relationship that love is a verb. Yes, you, action. Most people think yeah. that if they if the feeling doesn't overwhelm them first, yes. they're not going to act on it. Sometimes you need to act to reinitiate the yes. feeling because it's there all the time. Your awareness right. of that feeling is that muted. It's not going to go anywhere. No, but yeah. you see, create the this time. safety area. Oh well, I can just do it next week. I can just do it next month. I can just and then now yeah, you've no, got no, 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 no next relationship. No, and that's where the guy also has got it. You know, and I hate to say it this way because you know I'm a guy, but you know my early life is like you know you. Immediately you touch, okay, that's fucked. No, you got to back off and sit there and say, it doesn't have to go all that way. Let's just, let me just give you a kiss. Okay, then walk away. She's like, I'm not in the mood. It's like, that's okay. I just want to give you a quick kiss and walk away. A little bit more, a little kiss. And then I get to the mood that she's, you know, maybe she's doing something But I know a lot of men who have been taken advantage of in that area. Yeah. Well, and I know a lot there, of There are, and again, there, and there's a. women on that. There's a, exactly. I, I don't, it's, it's a women it's thing. more women that are doing that to men than men doing that to women. Wow. You know, oh, I would totally agree. Yeah, so. and, and that goes along with the whole expectation of of what women are are, are wanting and expecting. And in my opinion, and granted, everybody knows I have one. Most women, 
are at a point where they're not aware of what they're saying because they're saying no. one thing, then they're saying another. It's kind of like, okay, so you're they're, they're saying it. one thing and asking for another. Right. Which means they're saying, I want a man to be this aggressor who's going to yes. take me by my hair, who's going to throw me on the bed, who's going to rip my clothes off, who's going to just, you know. You, but you actually have to, you you have to elude, and, and yes. with men you can't elude, you actually have to say, you know what, I know that so much of my life I'm very I, I'm very much the aggressor, but in this aspect I I don't have that. And capacity. women don't want to be the aggressor in the bedroom and lot no, unless they don't. it's in a role playing no. environment where right. they're like, you know, tonight I'm gonna get a little crazy and I'm gonna take advantage of you Wait and a you're just you know gonna really lay crazy? there. And women have a really hard time saying that. Yes. The yeah. communication of role playing we should really get but into. But here's the thing you shouldn't do in role playing. No crackers in the bed. Speaking of crackers, pop chips. <laughs> Never yes. make Never fried. Think pop. pop. We Think pop, love you, pop, pop chips. And ready for this? I've had their pop tortilla chips. <gasps> You've had them already. We're yeah, waiting to get them lime in and, for our listeners. They have a lime when I saw it at the grocery store. Oh, lime I'm so excited. Tasty and light. It's really good. They're one of our favorite sponsors, and just love their things. Just not in the bed. No well, you know what, and I have to say, if you're, well, actually, those ones are pretty good. If you're going to put together a little, what I call a carpet picnic, which I think is a great way to reconnect with your spouse. She said carpet. <laughs> oh, good Lord. <laughs> carpet picnic meaning in your master bedroom. <laughs> Shut up. Um, this is one of my favorite things. I can't remember who told me about it, but, you know, so many times your only refuge, especially when you've had children, is closing mm-hmm. that bedroom door. Oh, yeah. And a lot of people don't take advantage of that time. They just look at, okay, this is the place where I'm going to sleep and change my clothes. Quiet, quiet. But take the initiative, male or female, take the initiative and bring in a bottle of wine. Bring in something, you know, a finger food, a pop chip. Bring in you know, cherries, bring in... You have to be discreet if you have kids. Whipped you're like, cream. I'm about the whipped cream. Mommy, why are you bringing whipped cream in the bed? Well, no, you just have to... That's where you have the little tote bag that nobody sees. <laughs> you lock the door and you tell the kids, Mommy and Daddy need privacy time. You need to start training Mommy, your children. Turn the music up. Yeah, train Check your, your vents. Yes. I mean, there's little things. That, here's, a, here's your checklist, okay? If you're going to play in your bedroom, which you should be able to do, check, do your checklist. Yes. Have one of you go up to the vent. If the kids' rooms are directly connected through you, through uh, any level or anywhere, check the vents and see how well the, the sound travels. If it travels too much, put something over the vent. Same thing by the door. Um, fans. Here's a great one. If if you are with a spouse or significant other and they're going, the kids are going to hear. The kids are going to hear. There's here's two great tips on keeping the kids from hearing. Number one, turn up your music. Turn up their music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've never argued about my kids having the music up loud because guess what? I take advantage of it. Number two, white sound. Turn mm-hmm. on the fans in the bathroom. They won't hear nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I got one more. What? For those of you that a little adventurous and the kids are gone, you're downstairs in your den or your dining room, heck, just close the curtains. Go outside in the evening and see what you can see. You'd be surprised. Why does it can, matter? If you're playing in your den... You know, your oh, you mean where the neighbors can see you? Yes. Well, some people like that kind of thing. Well, Again, yeah. I guess it's <laughs> it becomes a be aware. It's an awareness thing. That might be part of role play. I was going to say, that falls into a totally different category and along the lines of the books yes. we've been reading. All right, you want another uh, hint? Okay. okay, yes, hint. Speaking of whipped cream, Yes. be sure you have a towel, a side that's a little damp, because whipped cream is fun to do that, but it's also very sticky and yes. it breaks down. Okay, I'm going to say one other thing about whipped cream I think a lot of people do not think about. Keep it on the topical layers of the skin. Yes. 
it has hormones and yes. and both men's and women's bodies. There, they. We told you it was going to get there. <laughs> but you want to be but aware. But are you even saying in the context of even on the nipple and areola? Um, mm. Typically, that's okay. That's why I said the surface of the yes. skin. But you start. I mean, I guess the only thing I can think of is you don't really want to put something like that in any orifice other than yeah, a digestive one. Yeah. Because yeah. because of how the body processes and you the whole idea is you don't want to have a negative reaction. So um, we'll just do this out first. Just if, you're, if you're not fondue gonna, night, no body fondue. Right, but um, <laughs> this is well, and for again, okay, so you know what you bring up a really good point. So these are fun things that you think about. I gotta um, if you're going to do a fantasy or something like yes. that where it's going to involve foods, um, mm-hmm. you you really do need to sit down and have a conversation with the significant other. And it's not so much as about spoiling it, it's about recognizing whether or not they're going to have some kind of a reaction that's going to ruin the night. Yeah, I, I got oh, one of those There's so many people when it comes to going and being creative and adventurous that they just create this whole idea and then they go gung-ho and then they wonder why they never get to do it again. Well, I don't know. Um, 12 uh, days of urinary tract infection is not appealing well, to a lot of no, people. No, I guess oh. I think going down there and being protective with the ladies. Yes, I followed up with her. One time I was making pico de gallo and I oh, good Lord. Serranos and washed my hands later, you know, about two hours later, we're kind of, you know, messing around and next thing she's like, oh my God, oh my God, what the hell? Well, it stayed on the oil stayed on your hands and yeah. when you found the man on the boat, she wasn't actually too darn happy. No. Which gets me to the second topic that I want to follow up with. You know, we'll go there. After you've done making love, having sex, fucking scrubbing, screwing, doing the you door. You did not just go through that whole list. Yeah. There's <laughs> more. Uh, wow. Guys, pee. The reason for that is you want to clear out uh, this little medical thing. You do, guys, you do not want a UTI, which is a urinary tract infection on your penis because you think it you, feels bad just trying to pee. And we're not talking about any diseases. We're talking just straight infection. If you try to get hard, it hurts even further. Oh, oh so that's you know, it's pee, no different for pee, it's no different for women. Women well. get up and, and here's one of those wash. hints. People always go Well, why do you jump up right away? Okay, so here's the deal. Don't even ask the question. Both of you should probably jump up right away because our bodies are created in such a way that certain things happen. Eliminate the possibility. Just clean up a little bit. It doesn't mean you have to do it right right away, but it's point before you fall asleep. Now, if you want to be considered the very attentive one, just go take a shower together. No, have a little bowl with a with a cloth with just a little okay. bit of water so that you can, I mean, there are so many different things that you could do to make an experience uh, so that it's more encompassing and that you're serving the other person. I mean, you can well, take a very mundane water. thing. I don't like cold water. Yeah. I don't agree with bringing a woman a cold rag afterwards. Well, and that's that's communication. Yes. But oh, warm, definitely, but, but this is educating as well. And again, warm, warm water. water is one of those things that everybody's going to be comfortable with. But again, you know, serving at different levels and understanding, you can, just that one little act right there can just, just include a guy, take women right off the deep end. Yes. Um, another hint, uh, in the morning when you're getting ready to get up and you're going to go to work, and this is both the guys and the girls, you have 45 minutes before you got to get in that car and go get you the bus and whatnot, and if you want a little nookie, don't overthink it. Just either get into it and make love or, or don't. don't. Yeah, because morning time is not people's focus. We have a caller calling in. Yay. Woohoo! All right, let's take this. Hello, caller. You've called into Socially Savvy, and we are talking sex chat. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, thank you. <laughs> and where are you calling from? The center of the, of the universe. universe. Ashland, Ashland, Virginia. Virginia. 
The what? Ashland, Virginia. Ashland, Virginia. Oh, wow. Well, we're happy to have you on today. Um, you have obviously been listening to the show, and what did you want to say? Well, I was oh, just, I was just thinking you picked, picked right up, right up on, on me, and, and I don't know, I don't know where, where you're going with the, the subject tonight. tonight. Basically, Basically, just tuning in to hear what's going on. Awesome. What's your name? Uh, Hugh, H-U-G-H. All right, Hugh. So when it comes to like our sex chat, what do you feel is uh, do you, have you done any role playing, or is there something that you think that women should know that would be uh, that you've experienced during your sex life? Is there something that you feel that would be good to share with other women? Or even yeah, um, I was truly blessed. I'm a unusual situation because I had an Earth Angel for 35 and a half years until she passed in January 2007 and she blessed me with the lesson of unconditional love and if there's anything I can say is that women really have to teach their men how to find that balance between the divine feminine and divine masculine and I tell men that it's time now to really fully appreciate women in this day and age they haven't had the proper respect for centuries and that if you can truly learn how to please your woman, you have the whole world in your hands. Amen. uh, Wow. Amen. Okay, I don't know how many listeners are listening right now, but I love that you called in, especially since you've been in such a long-term relationship. I think a lot of people don't realize how how important what you just said really is. Well, uh, the basics are the communication, and even when it comes to sex, if you're if you're not pleasing your partner and forcing something on them, that's not right. So it's it's really getting that communication to get, you know, what's comfortable with both of you going, and uh, then the role playing can come in or whatever you want to do. Most of sex is in the mind anyway, so uh, you know it can be very exotic and fantastic to just have a, a sexual meal and talk about what's going to happen later. Who, who knows what? I mean, just change it up, you know, and maybe abstain a little bit to make it more exciting when you do come together again. I love, I love that. I love and that. did you notice yeah. over those 35 years that you were, you know, with your your beloved wife that there was a, that sex kept changing? It was it, it, from what you guys Never started Never the same as, creature. Well, that's exactly right, and it does with age. I mean, it, it got to a point where I actually, too, we were at, 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 like ships passing the night because I was, had to take care of raising the children and wound up working 100-hour weeks for a number of years. That's a little rough on the situation, too, for sex. But she was very always Wow, very you un- felt like a rerun of my life. <laughs> 100-hour weeks. My husband and I have gone through that several years in our in our relationship where he was working 100-hour weeks. <laughs> well, that's where uh, you always that, that's where the communication comes into. And I would surprise her. I did that from day one when we were married. Uh, like uh, she came home from work, and I'd say, "Just pack the bags," and we took off and had a little romantic weekend somewhere. And uh, wow. You have to those special treats for each other, you know, and she would be so loving and she'd always take pride in her appearance. And mm, would... I love that. That is a really yeah. good point for the ladies to hear is even though you're raising children, 
you do, and I had a conversation with um, some women who had some smaller children, and we were talking because mine are older, uh, is a couple of times a month. Is it literally, I know you get caught in your, your ruts, but take pride in your appearance and, and do it for your spouse. Do it for the people who you love around you. You know, I, I would love to share a blog, if I may, because there's a picture of my earth angel wife on her wedding day. It's a very unusual picture, and there's... I would love it. Please tell us. Uh, the word creativity777.com. Again, creativity37s.com. And there's a very powerful poem I dedicated to her. That poem is in the President Ronald Reagan Library, and it's discussed in the interview that can be downloaded from the blog. And there's also a letter on the blog from President Obama to me related to the economy, but it's an unusual picture because my profile is behind it. That's why I chose it for the sentiments of the memory card. Wow. So tell us a little bit about your blog. Well, it's actually not mine. I don't even have a computer. I have people coming into contact with me or putting me out on the Internet more and more. And uh, I'm working on something huge, and in my wife's memory, I incorporate her love for me into this. I'm bringing spirituality into global economics and combining it with unconditional love, creating a whole new paradigm for mankind, making everything transparent, ethical, legal, moral, and forcing companies to be more responsible for their employees, their customers, the environment, and the community. And that's, again, where I wouldn't even be speaking with you if my wife hadn't been such an earth angel and blessed me with the lessons I had to learn because uh, she was a very forgiving person, too. And if we would have an argument, even if I was wrong, sometimes she would be the first one to say, I'm sorry, even if I was right or, or you know, even if I was wrong, she would say that. So no, you that's, make a good point. That's one of the things that my husband and I talk about all the time. <laughs> it's yeah. tricky in relationships. Oh, and, and when a woman does it, it's so sweet because they know how to do it. The men don't know how to do it. They, they just are <laughs> well, I think it's, and they're going to hold their ground. <laughs> it may be more difficult for men, but recognizing that's, in each relationship, yes, there's exactly one person who's good right. at it. That's what I was saying. Not. Women have to teach that balance to men, yes. Yes, no, I would totally agree. Well, we thank you so much for calling in, and we hope you continue to listen, and um, we would love it if you would call in on future shows. All right. Well, thank you very much, and uh, I love empowering women during the age of Aquarius, and just to get their attention, I say women have to save the Earth because it's the only planet in the universe that has chocolate. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Thank you so much, Hugh. Thank you so much, Hugh. Take care. Take care. Wow, what an awesome guy. I mean, just to hear what he's got to say and, and to know that after all those years, you know, sex is still, you know, it's just as important. I mean, I have clients that are in their 70s and 80s that want, oh yeah, I mean, whether they're on Viagra or not, they're ready to rock and roll. They want intimacy, love. They want a French kiss. They want it. They want it all. It doesn't stop. It just no, it never stop. does. No. And I think we get into a lot of assumption. Yeah. We, because, again, we're we're the first generation that, that, number one, not only talk about this, but act differently. Our kids experience, for, for instance, you know, I have a 14, 17, and a 20-year-old. My 20-year-old's experience already in just how they communicate about yeah. the topic of sex mm-hmm. has um, 
such a different connotation. You know, the, the previous generations between mine and my children's, there was a lot of the whole um, free love, even as early as the 60s, obviously, where that was all generated, where there was no responsibility for your actions, just do what you felt, blah, blah, blah. There's become a, a new awareness of it and just a new connotation of actually looking at the act of what it is, what it does, how it makes you feel, and stop making so many judgments about it. Yep. It yeah. is. It, it's a part of our everyday life. If we didn't have sex, we as a race would not would not well, exist. And, and I period. And exactly, we wouldn't exist. But even if we come as women, if we come from the state of nurturing our body in that area, like this is an area to nurture our body, to grow and discover and to feel feminine and to feel taken care of and to allow a man that process. I think a lot of women don't understand the power of allowing a yes. man yes. to serve you. Yes. I have a question for you. Yes. I want, you to, I want you to tell me what this is. That's a screw top. Ooh, it's a screw check. top. I like screw, screw top. top. Screw top. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what's cool? So you don't have to twist it nine times to get it off either. Yeah. No, you don't, which is, you know. So this is our uh, Washington Hills Sauvignon Blanc 2011 from Apex. Another one of our wonderful sponsors. Um, for those of you who maybe haven't drank a lot of wine or maybe you're newer in relationships, anytime you can find something that you and a significant other or Enjoy. play partner, whatever you want to call it, can discover together, it is amazing. So, you know, if you're struggling in, in the sexual part of your life and you're trying to find the introduction, what, what, do you, what can you do that is going to ease you back into that? Maybe you've become disconnected. Um, experiences will bring you together. Wine tasting is a fabulous experience that can kind of relax you. And if, if you have the fortitude and the thought process to be edgy with it, it, there are lots of things you can do to get back to yeah, a place. Wine and tasting is a good one. But it I is believe fabulous. Massage is better. Oh, massage is much oh, better. Oh yeah. Massage can take it. I mean, massage know. is about serving though, and yes. people need to remember that. Oh yeah, massage is definitely the area of you know being naked, and then also I like the massage where you put a timer on where you cannot do anything until it hits a certain amount of time because. Sometimes when you're doing the massage, oh, you're within wow. ten minutes you're ready to you're like, me a okay, go. Damn <laughs> so it. I'm like, no, we want to make this. T-. I just, I like the fact of being teased, and in, in some cases, almost feeling a torturous tease, where you're mm. ready, you are ready, and you're begging for it, and well, creating it, that context versus just the first urge you feel to have intercourse or the first urge to have the don't intimacy. rush it, don't rush that. Well, okay, so it's kind of like you're reading a great yes. book, and you're only halfway through, and you're like, I want to read the end, I want to read the end. Wait, 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 wait. You're, enjoy the process. Enjoy yes. the road. And, and it's the same thing with our food. It's the same thing with everything we do. Because yes. a lot of time guys do that. They, they, they put too much pressure on themselves to yes. perform. And then, and they, get, then they go limp. Yes. I, I know with men, there's a lot of Wow, that you get, went there. Yes. No, no, it's trauma with on that. It's like, guys, watch how much wine you drink. If you there's a lot of play, pressure on men in some cases. Slow down. Yes. You know, put the wine away. You know, well, and the you. same thing for women because women, I'm telling you, you know, I, I adore my husband and he's really blunt with me sometimes. And he's like, he'll come, he'll be really, he, he, I, I give him credit. He actually tries to drop hints. And he'll go, hun, please don't get drunk tonight. 
you know, it, it, when when a guy says that to you, basically he's telling you, I'd really like to have a good time, and tonight you're useless if you're going to be drunk. Women need to remember that yes, you if you go too far, you're going to be useless. And, and here's a, a misconception. A lot of women believe that a man just, for lack of a better word, want a hole. That is so completely untrue. It's not even yep. funny. Men want a woman who is going to be interactive. Now, every man's experience is a little different. Some of them want them to be more interactive than others. But nobody, unless you're a sociopath that should probably be put in an institution, wants just you to lay there like a dead fish. Absolutely. They want that interaction because that feeds their soul, too. That makes them feel important, too. No secret? It's an expression Yes. Sex is an expression for people. Guys actually like caressing. They like to be Oh, they love it. It's not just lay there and Yeah. Well they want their face touched, they want their ears rubbed, they want their neck, they want their chest. Yeah. The whole nine yards. I mean this is isn't and the other thing is that the penis is not just meant just to go into the vagina. It's not. It can go in between your breasts. It can go into your mouth. It can go and play between your ass. I mean, there's wow. so much no, that the okay. no, no, wait, there's for <laughs> than just going into. There's well, a, there's a, wait, actually, before you go next subject, there's actually, it's called uh, cock worship. Where, cock worship? Yeah, oh, what it wow. is, it's not what you think it is. What it is is whether a woman or your partner, if you're gay, uh, grabs the lube. And uses yes. the lube and essentially teases you, and you can do this with women too. You just keep going and going and slow down. It's you know what I think a lot edging, of you, you know? know what I think a lot of people run into. People crazy. I love it. Here's, like, here's I just the thing. Right now. <laughs> no, 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 and that's half the fun. Um, I think a lot of people run into the thought process that, um, you know, there there are a lot of Christian thought processes here, particularly in the United States. You've got the very, you've got the Catholicism, you've got the Lutheranism, you've got, and have then have they read the Song of Solomon? But Are here's the serious? thing. Here's what I want to remind people: that. having been raised Christian and having that awareness and that respect and that belief structure, I think it's really important for people to remember there are a lot of very self-righteous and self-serving people that even in something that is as looked upon and revered as the Bible, it specifically states about about what goes on between a man and a woman is between the husband and wife as long as it falls along the lines of respect. So ultimately, if you and your spouse decide you want to try this or you want to try that, there is nothing. I'm going to say this again. There is nothing in any of the books that says you cannot go down that path as long as the two of you are in agreement. The only thing that I ever warn people about is if you're going to go very drastic or if you're going to go very extreme, you need to really walk and talk through what those extremes are going to entail because there are sociological and psychological effects that you literally can't talk through. Well, there's some things that some people can role play into, like even you want it to be a slow process. Where you, I know, like the yes and no role play, where you're kind of going where you want it, but then you don't want it. You want it, but then you don't want it, and then you're pushing away. You're creating this little. Uh, kind it's of fun. It's fun, yeah. but it can like a tug of war. Yeah, but it can get to the point of, of where is it okay to pull hair? Is it okay to slap your well, ass? Have you ever heard? Is it okay? So you can no, go away. There, there's going. a phrase for that. Yes. Spankings or hair pulling. <laughs> oh God, we've never. Everybody been. chooses spankings <laughs> or hair pulling. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that one. Uh, yeah, and you could do both. 
you know, you can say there are some people who say both. A lot of people have, you know, and it's funny because there's little questions that you can ask so you can kind of find out where your significant other or your partner, whatever it is, wherever you are in that relationship, where they are. I think the biggest thing is communication and and not being and being okay to say this is enough, honey. You know what? Yeah, this is. You know, I thought that I would like this, but but this this is is a little too much pushing. Right. Yes, safe word. Yeah, that's a good. That's a a great word. Say stop, stop, stop. That really doesn't not necessarily well, no, mean. Because that stop could be part of the role play. Yes, that's stop right. Stop could be saying role role playing. Exactly. You know. So, and I think sometimes a good safe word is to say his mother's name because that's going to stop. Oh, I never oh, heard yeah, that, that before. Be like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> Whoa. Like, oh, okay. Like it's just a context. Like you're in an element, and then you say, you know, or you think of a word that's going to allow to bring. It's not going to mix into your verbiage of what is being uh, done. It, no, yes. I think that's a really. I had, and, and it's going to stop it. That it's is going a, to create. Oh, it's going to stop that for <laughs> Oh, I love that. Yes. Um, one of the things I wanted to insert is if you are in a relationship where, um, you know, newer relationships, I think it's a lot easier. You just kind of there's there's so many different things you can kind of fall into that you don't really have to talk about it. You can just you know there's the first experience, the second experience. There's just kind of some things that you go through as you get into a relationship that's going on and on in time. I think it's really important to once a month or once every two months find a way to stretch yourself. In other words, to kind of push your own limits. Uh, create a new experience, maybe by just simply asking a question. I think one of the best. Where does this go? One of the best sexual, um, uh, not what's the word, um, in, in what do you call it? instigators? Yes. The best sexual instigators is to ask a question. Such as? So let's say you've been together for a really long time and, and you're finding things kind of monotonous. Um, ask the question. So. Have you ever had any fantasies we haven't talked about? Yeah. Engage in a conversation. Ask a question and tell them it's okay. It's not about judging because both men and women fantasize very, very differently. And understand, just because a man tells you a fantasy doesn't mean that he's expecting to follow through that with you. But if he's sharing... Exactly. But if he's sharing with you, that gives you some ideas that maybe... if. If a person is fantasizing about something that's extreme, it doesn't necessarily mean that they want that extreme. It's just that they're yeah, looking for something a, a little more spicy. You need to and have a good conversation with that. that. Yeah, you cannot expect him to know. So I think you should even, as a woman or a man, maybe create two fantasies yourself. Look, maybe Google some role playing, some fantasies. Yes. Yes. And, if you don't have your own. What are your thoughts yes. about this? Because you, I, the last thing you want to do is ask somebody an instigating question of, well, do you have any fantasies? And him go, no, I don't. You know, I'm happy with what's happening now, but maybe you're seeking but more. But you know what I've learned is mo- most everybody has thought about something else, but they're too afraid to say it because yes. pe- the, the person in their life has not created a safe space where they feel like they can be honest. Yes, and right. now we're talking about even new couples. I, I think yes. that would be difficult for a new couple if they have not experienced each other well, in that typically, context. Because and, and I would agree with that. I wouldn't necessarily... I wouldn't necessarily look at, at pushing them a new relationship sexually um, simply because there's too much you're still learning about each other. Yeah. And you would probably be a better one to talk about than yeah. me. But I would say you want to learn that person's rhythm. You really want to. Okay, why don't you talk life. about that for a minute? So when you're talking about a new relationship, 
and things are going along and you're doing the same thing, you say, how do you, in a very new relationship, kind of present, let's try without it coming across strange? You create either or. So you you're like, oh, I was thinking that we should try this or this. That's your or, or this or either that. And like, oh, well, I've never tried either one. Or, well, I'm a little uncomfortable with that. Or you create a safe one and maybe a little bit more tempting. But I do know, like, even it it allows that person to be open. Maybe they've never experienced that because we're not going to come from a state of assumption. Yeah, but you, you can't can go two from people. zero to 100. You, you, you have to kind of gauge yeah, you have your, to have, as oh, you go a little further. You can't go, hey, so let's do this or how about well, that? And I, yeah, and oh, I'm, my God, Yeah, I think that? you have to kind of edge into it. It's kind of like you're not going to go from cookie to... You wouldn't go to, from zero to, to, to 100. You would have two temp. Yeah, you, you wouldn't go from... types, but they wouldn't necessarily... You wouldn't go like, oh, well, which lingerie do you want me to wear, yellow or red? That's really not going to jump out no, anybody's no, no. context I'm, of conversation. No, it's like, do you want me in a costume or do you want me in a garter belt? And no, I'm thinking guys' heads here. Okay, so go. You know, do you don't go on a first date and says so? No, this is not a first date. No, no, no. We're talking about a new, in a new relationship. What, what, okay, so actually, three, he makes a really good months, point. Three months to a year. That's what I was going to say. Define a new relationship. Three months to a year. Okay, three months. Well, even then, that's still a little. Three months is still. You just have to kind of into. You know, I guess if I were to, if I had an idea or a fantasy that I wanted to do, I'd kind of say, you know, if you have a conversation, what have you done in your life? Have you ever thought about this? And especially if you're a couple, you know, go rent a porn and say, you know, especially if you are active. If you're not that active, then this doesn't help you. You're just your own. But if you're a little active and you want to be on edge, if you want to do something different, go rent, a, you know, go rent a, a porno and kind of say, hey, have you, what about that? What about this? And maybe even get a, there's a the book put out, that, you know, uh, different sex positions. You know, Karma Sutra has that, you know, be willing to experiment. And I like the fact of getting books over porn. I'm open to porn as mm-hmm. well, but I do like the book context just because I know a lot of women, depending on the confidence level of their self-image, yes. it would be difficult for them to watch a, this five-foot-seven tall, gorgeous blonde or... Swedish guy with yes, a you know, and, and nine- to 12-inch... Yeah, and then he's Bethel. got this 12-inch, you know what, and, and he doesn't have it, and she doesn't I can't believe, have it. I can't believe we just said the word you know what when we said penis yeah, earlier yeah. on in the show. So on that aspect, so, be sure you have Lou. That's one, guys. If it hurts, it's not fun, and if it hurts her, you won't get it again. Yes. Seriously. Now, let's talk about singles. You know, the whole I thing is awareness. I work with a lot of singles. Yes, you do. And so, you know, there's there's this thing on masturbation and taking care of yourself and, and, and being able to nurture your body, love your body, feel content with with orgasm and, and being able to satisfy yourself. And then there's a lot of people that say, you know, Vanessa, I'm that's difficult for me to even have that conversation. Oh, yeah. I'll wait till I'm in a relationship. I, I don't prefer to even talk about those things. Oh, you know what's even weird too? Yes. It's guys even a hard time or um masturbating in front of a girl. Okay, men and women both have a, a hard time. I taught a dating class on this. Women have a hard time masturbating oh, in totally, front of Oh, totally, because a, it's, mm-hmm. you, you have to realize that's about as vulnerable as you're going to get. Yeah. And oh, so here's here's a heads up. Yeah, so do I. (laughs) If you've never done it, it is about as vulnerable as you're going to get the first time you do it. And it is probably the uh, if you're on the receiving end of something, you need to look at that is the ultimate compliment that that person can give you because of what because of what that person is putting on the line. It's a 
typically it's a very private moment, especially when, you know, obviously because Trust it's just you. Trust me, I don't believe it's something you're going to do on the first time. You know, no. you, you, well, even 20 years into a relationship, if you do something like that, that is literally one of the ultimate compliments you can make without speaking it. Yes. There has been so many different stories that have talked about that. And again, you know, this is, you know, socially savvy sex talk. This is what this is about is recognizing there are different things that you can do to create different experiences. And, and here's the hedge is it's all okay to talk about. It's just when and where do you talk about it? Yeah. How do you talk about it? Um, you know, with that in mind, I want to make um, a quick reference here. We've done the, the hints. I think we need to talk about a little bit about what's acceptable and what's not acceptable. Um, I think when you're starting to talk about or you're wanting to talk about or whether it be publicly or privately about sexual connotation things, there's a lot of people because of how our grandparents raised us or our parents raised us that we have this misconception of what's okay and what's not okay. Um, here's the cool thing about it. There's nothing that's not okay to talk about anymore. Not really. Well, Where the definition of what's acceptable and what's not acceptable is the situation in which you're talking about it. Are you out publicly? What is the venue? What was the the reason for the event? These are the things you need to be aware of. It's not so much can you talk about it, it's when is it appropriate. So with that in mind, I wanted to touch base a little bit about what is socially acceptable. But I notice people don't talk about it. I mean, this no, is very, they don't. I, I mean, worried. I would. I mean, and this is maybe this community. I mean, maybe if we go to like a New well, York or Washington, LA, people, a lot of people well, don't talk about Well, they also don't want to offend because if you say something the wrong way, then that's sexual harassment. People get yeah, there's sexual out. harassment. Uh, you know, there's perverts, there's stalkers, there's you know, there's, there's a whole other context of hearing somebody oh, yeah. creepy talk about masturbation or talking about their toys or talking about their selection of how many times they masturbate during mm -hmm. the day. I mean, there's people that masturbate anywhere between five to ten times a day. You said that word so many times in one sentence, my head is spinning. Okay. <laughs> and is it normal? Is it normal to masturbate that many times a day? Is that something I think it that's really depends normal? Well, we doesn't interfere with your life. I think it really. Well, okay. Again, anytime you get something where it's in excessive, the right um, you're going to be Private. running into issues. Um, if you are have an expectation of anything multiple times in a day and you are not with somebody who is on that same page, you need to go, and this is just me talking, you need to go talk to somebody about that that is a professional. And I don't care if we're talking about um, wanting 15 meals a day, wanting sex seven times a day. Um, I don't care what it is. If, if it is outside the ability of a functioning person working an eight-hour day, needing to sleep so many hours a day, and needing to yeah, eat meals. Yeah, but that's meals. like cocaine. You can still have cocaine and function. It doesn't but that's that what I'm saying. Cocaine, but yeah. that's you know? what I'm saying. But that goes right back to what I said, is if it interferes with your regular ability to have an, a regular job, eat your regular meals, and but sleep your regular sleep. See, are you loving or loving? Are you infatuated with masturbation more than There's you are infatuated right. with having that opportunity to share that with somebody else. So I know people who are just in well, that's love the same thing. with themselves. Well, and that same thing mm -hmm. goes along with pornography. Some people yes. get into a relationship and then they put more more preface on, on their nighttime the, movies than they do with the person who's the, right there in their bed. Exactly. And and those are issues where now you're talking about things where they need to, to, to look at maybe getting some What's the word? Um, Support. Educated yeah. assistance. 
Um, some coaching. I know a therapist exactly. here who does deal with a big group of men who are addicted to porn. So you know, this is we should get really, on here. This makes a really good point. So we've talked about what's socially savvy about obviously talking about sex. If you find yourself in an extreme situation and you or people are giving you the feedback or you're feeling like maybe it's too excessive, you need to go and talk to somebody. So what kinds of support things would you suggest if you feel or if somebody feels like things are too extreme or what kinds of... Well, I think that you need to see the red flags first. You need to see that you're more involved or more connected to a, a TV or to a porn yes. or than the person that you're with. Computer, mm-hmm. Then you are to the person you're with, to your community, even your friends. You find yourself isolated. You find yourself being more involved with, with going and seeing the, the next movie, the next time you can you know ejaculate, the next time you can create that atmosphere that you... And for some of these folks, it's a reality that they've just made love to that porn star. To wow. them, it's, it's, in their, it's in their reality that they have just said that. So creating those red flags of seeing that context of are you more involved with a fake person in your life than you are with the real people that surround you? And if that's the case, then you need to go seek out a therapist. You need to go seek out someone that can start disengaging you from that Things are in a good process. In good amounts. Not and this is huge. Mm-hmm. Multi-billion dollar industry. Well, and, so. and here's the thing. I think a lot of people need to recognize if, if you find yourself in this kind of a situation, if you're in a relationship with somebody who's in this kind of situation, this is no different than any other kind of addiction. That's so, right. So, it's you know, not. looking at it from that standpoint, I think it's a really easy way of kind of summing it up is if you are excessive about anything, whether it be food, whether it be wine, alcohol, sex, um, if you're OCD about anything and it is overrunning your life or it's ruin, ruin, you know, ruining a relationship or the possibility of a relationship, you need to look and, and move outside to get professional help with that. Um, you know, but it still is now in, in context. We don't want people to think that they're automatically addicted to porn or addicted no. to masturbation. A lot of people, a lot of people, want people to realize those are, it's those okay are to get a natural. toy. Yeah, and those, it's okay to take care of yourself in those contexts. Well, and, okay, so, you know, with saying this, I mean, a lot of people who are in relationships, whether they've been long or short term, whether they've been single for a long time, um, this is the perfect segue into this. Yes, segue because some couples is don't toys. want toys. Yes. Some men mm-hmm. are, are against a woman having something else inside of her yeah. well, than them. And, and with that conversation, there would definitely need to be, you know, words passed between because some women are more adventurous than others and some men aren't. Yeah. Um, you want to understand, again, this is where the whole thing about communication comes in. Yes. You. So knowing your man before you go out and purchase, yes. if you're a, if you're a, a couple, woman. or knowing your woman before you go out and purchase a, a toy or any type of, you know, item that's going to enhance that area, you want to know if that's going to offend him. Especially if you go out and buy a big 7 or 10 foot dildo and he's only 6 ten inches. Foot. Yeah. You mean with nine feet? Sorry, with, with nine wow. feet. Wow. Can you imagine? What was the name of Mr. Nine Feet? Yes, Nine Feet. What was the Are name again? Are you calling him Holmes yet? <laughs> or did we rename Nine Feet? <laughs> I yes, think the ten inch. That's the other so thing. That would, have been, that would be offensive to a man, don't you think, Jason? What? A ten inch dildo. If you, if some, if a gentleman was only six inches. If you're not confident, yeah. Well, and you have to be confident because. I don't care. Yeah, it doesn't please you. Cool, but it's also yeah, what's the around. Confident. Jason's confident. People, pe- okay. No, so this, wait, it's the around. It's, it's the around scenario. Okay, so scenario. here's here's the to all our of men do yes. not come from that. Space. No, but here's okay. here's what I would say to anybody who is not confident in that particular area. You know, obviously the whole dildo idea is is gauged towards men, but women can be included in this in the lack of confidence. If 
somebody is in that situation where they're now being presented with something that is definitely more enhanced than they are. You have two choices. I'm going to be really blunt here. You can either be threatened by the inanimate object and let it win, which has no brain, it has no soul, it has nothing. Okay, well, I'm losing it. If you, if a woman was presented with a big dildo. No, if a woman is presenting. So, so we're gonna so we're gonna go with the male aspect of it. Okay. okay. If you get into a relationship and and all of a sudden you find out that this particular female you're with has these toys. Yes. And a lot of times when you enter into a relationship, there is a there's baggage. There's baggage is good, bad, indifferent. These are the yes. things that have happened through their lives. So these are the choices they've made. If you find yourself in a situation where there is something sitting in front of you that your endowments that that rivals what you feel your endowments are, you have two choices. You can feel threatened by that inanimate object, yeah. or you can look at it and you can go, you can you can be fun about it, and you can like, can you show me how to use that? Can you can you include me? How would you like me to be a part of this? Because here's the thing, and here's the first assumption you should make in this particular situation when we're talking about a male and a female, where the female is bringing out something and showing something that is obviously rivaling the the physical qualities of the person that she is with. His first assumption should be that she is sharing, not that she is threatening. I disagree with that. So you're telling me that if a woman brought out a 10-inch, she's actually telling him, if you can't live up to this, I want you out. That's, I won't say she's want him, wanting him out, but it's an immediate comparison. Men compare immediately. If you have 20 men in a room no, and no, no, 20 you're men talking about in, his, You're talking about his, inter, his, he's his perception. But what I am saying is it's from a man's point of view. If she is doing this, most women aren't bringing it out because they're trying to threaten him. That's why you have to educate him. women in saying that you might not So you're saying a lot of women who do this are stupid. Well, I'm saying that that's not an educated <laughs> decision in that. You should test him out first. That's actually a good point. I, I guess I'm going you to... You should also be part of the romance. To play. I'm going yeah. off of the assumption that if, if somebody is bringing this in, to me, if, if you're in a relationship and you're now bringing this part of facet of your quote-unquote fun into the relationship, you're wanting to include them. You are wanting, but you have to see yeah. the context of wanting to include him. Is it to, you know, uh, disengage or to compare him and belittle him? You know, nobody should ever be doing anything like no. that to but belittle if you're or to compare. Bringing in a big dildo well, a compared to his penis there, size, it's not gonna, it's a, it's not fair. Unless he says he wants it. Unless he says, hey babe, let's go pick out. This big, you know, I, I want us to get this big toy, and, and this is the thing I want to, you know, I yeah, want to fantasize. You know, that's a, it, it, okay. So my brain, uh, having never picked out a big toy, I'm just gonna say, hey, yes. <laughs> and having never had this conversation because I've been in such a long-term <laughs> relationship, it's a little foreign. I mean, I'm looking yeah. at it from the standpoint if a woman, from from my standpoint, being in a relationship, if I brought anything to the table, it would be because I'm looking to enhance or to create a new experience and bring them closer to me. So what you're saying is is most people are not doing it from that standpoint. So if they're not doing that from that standpoint, how would you educate people to you, look at it from the way that I'm obviously automatically you, assuming? You do realize that there's a fetish called cockled. What? There's a fetish called cockled where the woman... You mean uh, the English, the whole... I cuckolded you with the with the Count of Monte Cristo. No, I cuckolded as in like since your manhood is not very large, I'm gonna have another guy who's yeah. Way that's larger. exactly what I said. That's yeah. what that was. Same yeah. thing. Or the toy is kind of like, well, you know, you're only six inches, but I like this ten inch chair, and you're gonna watch me please myself. That's 
what it is. But then you shouldn't, as a woman, you should not take that attitude. You should show him how to use the toy because there are some men that are less than two inches. Uh, But that's also part of the play. You have to be in the element that he is giving permission that it is okay. And and, and that would come, you can This is getting way too complicated. Yes. (laughs) There is so much complication (laughs) about this that people, it's the story. What story do you want to live? Do you want to be the little school girl, you know, come over here to daddy so I can spank you? Or do you want to be the dominant policewoman? Ooh, arrest me and give me shot. Okay, now but those are okay. Now we're getting into very specific conversations that should be happening on a one-on-one. We're trying to talk. But LB, I will say this: in this, in a context of education, in what you're saying, the best way to go about this with your partner is for both of you guys to go to the store together. Yes, you know what? I think that's a really great thing because even if you already have the equipment, even if you already go pick out blindfolds together, go pick out some, you know, some chains, or go actually, you know what? I think that that is. I want to say, I think that that is the perfect answer to that. If, let, let's say from a woman, let, we're going to go back to this very specific man-woman situation where the woman has the toy and the man, she wants to introduce it in some way. I think that's a great great way of doing it. Yeah. Go to the store and talk about it and point at it and see the response. If the response isn't where you would like it to be, then it's probably not a good but idea to bring out that too, toy. But you that you, a man, whether he's 25 or 85, if he is not familiar with that, it could be new to him. It doesn't mean he's not interested and vice versa well, for the just, woman. You would just pro- prolong when you would introduce that. But what do you, you've got to figure what it out. What do you think of getting some handcuffs? Yeah. Well, let's go pick out some with fur on it. Or, you know, let's go look at these yeah. other items here. You know, I mean, there could be a lot of different avenues for you guys to do together than you just walking in with these handcuffs and saying, Well, and I think baby. a lot of people think that they, that somebody has to take the bull by the horns and somebody has to come home, you know, go out, do the shopping, and, and come home and bring the surprise. Yeah. Um, bringing the surprise is not usually the best idea. I, I think you not make a you really good a point. First. If, if you've been in a relationship, and here, I'm going to tell you the relationship triggers. Five, seven, and ten years, those are huge. Three, I'm sorry, three, five, seven, and ten. If you're in a relationship and, and you're hitting any one of those scenarios, yes. and, and this could be in how long you've been together or how long you've been married, a lot of it has just to do with the, the psychological aspects of being in a relationship for so many days, being interactive on a daily basis. You, trying something new on a three, five, seven, or ten in my opinion, it's probably about as risky as it's going to get. If you're in those off seasons and you're you're more cautious, it should about not it. be repairing a relationship. It should, exactly, it should not be repairing. It should not be trying to make make something. Well, if our sex life just got better, we could stay together. Uh, no. no, 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 no. If we had a baby, we would stay together. If we just had, the, there's no you if, should, if, if. Yes, it's both of you guys communicating, creating that authentic, fun, the different, yeah. I think a lot of people need to stop working so much from a point of fear when it comes to sex and, yes. and working more from a point of of fun. Which Take is good. This away. Sunday, I'm going to be teaching a sex class in Bellevue. Oh, what's it about? Yeah, it's about sex and romance. And we're going to be talking about atmosphere. We're going to be talking about turn-ons and turn-offs. Mm-hmm. Ooh, and, I like it. Um, and then we're also going to be going into different types of kissing. Because I think a lot of people don't realize just sucking on the lips or a little bit of nibbling or some um, licking, those little things before just going right into sticking your tongue down someone's throat, there should be a process. So I believe in teaching, yes, education. Teach this process of how to kiss. (laughs) 
I like that. Actually, you know, you brought up something I was going to touch base with. Um, there are different things that you can do. Um, on my socially savvy list of um, savvy hints, did you know that you can make any conversation sexy? And last week, you touched base on it. It was funny because The View did, too. You can make any conversation sexy, depending on oh, how you yes. use your words. And, and it can become excessively yes, erotic. Definitely, you know, looking at this book is the secret of Dr. Seuss. No, Especially when we lower our voices. The lost and forgotten and, and hidden works. And then we throw in some, oh, honey. <laughs> it's amazing what we can do with the tone of our voice. Yes, so no. my socially savvy hint is you can make any conversation sound sexy. There's two keys to that. Number one, slow it the fuck down. Ooh. And you can make it sound great. Yes. Number two is breathe when you speak. Just saying. <laughs> so that's my that's my little hint. <laughs> Jason's just sitting here looking at us. His wife is laughing her ass off, which no, I absolutely adore. No, because I've adore. done that too, because sometimes when you talk and you talk into your ear, and you don't have to go, <sighs> you yeah. can just, yeah. with your nose. Quietly. Or okay, if so you're if you're having oral sex, humming on her clitoris is mm-hmm. a very big thing. Wow, really? <laughs> Did I just hear that? It's true. It's a big, big deal. Leave it to Ernesta. We'll just, we she, can she just end it on the that one. And right to the really that edgy is, stuff. Men, you, you know that's called know breakfast. That. And <laughs> women, you need to tell them that. Like when they're down there, just go, baby, can you start humming? Just start humming. Uh, I think part of it is just, again, you know, depending on where you are, are you comfortable level with your sex? Also understand that, um, to, to kind of round it out just a smidge, when you're out publicly, I think we've talked about so many different topics, you need to recognize your when you're arms. out publicly, everybody is going to have a different experience. So you want to be very, 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 and let me say this again, very cautious about how much detail you go into when you're at a public <laughs> event, a so social venue. Jason, I swear to God, I will hit you. <laughs> He does what? What is oh, he going to do? You shouldn't have to say, Renessa Rios. No, I love that. And you know what? When it comes to even being a sex yes. addict, we, we, and we're going to go in, we can jump into this one, our next one for November, because I know we're going to have a lot of things coming up. We're going to talk. November is going to be a fun one, because I'm going to insert real quick that November's follow-up sexy, um, savvy, sexy talk is going to be, we're going to be touching base on spicy gifts, especially going into the holidays. Yeah, why not, how much why not have with go that? into, for the month of October as we're stepping into that, going into role-playing being a sex addict? Yes, it's Halloween. Like, what would it I don't wanna, look like for you as to a be... sex addict? I don't want to get that specific. Really? I think. What would you our, try? What would you discover? But you not as an addict, as a normal, as a new, normal human. Okay, a normal human being who is curious and creative. Yes. I think I think using the word addict, I think a lot of people will shy away from that because they think, oh, yeah. oh. but I think people need to remember that again. Like we talked about at the very beginning of the show, sex yes. is a very Big part of our lives and An intimacy addict. Curiosity, I think no, that would be intimacy better. is An great. Intimacy addict and curiosity better. is natural. And as you go into a relationship, you don't want things to get dull, so you start going the question: Well, what if? Well, how about? Well, let's try. Those are all very natural things. Now let's figure out. You know, if you, this is in a realm that you're uncomfortable with, how do you proceed down that road? 
And, and the biggest way is, like we talked all through the show, is 100% about communication. You want to be able to figure out a way to sit down with your significant other or not so significant, just your your buddy. I mean, I've learned a ton from the generation that is my older children's from the, the 20 to 30 generation where, you know, friends with benefits. These friends with benefits, before they ever do anything, they literally, this is so way beyond my comprehension, I can't even tell you, they literally lay down this is the way it is. I'm not looking for a long-term relationship. I'm going to college. I'm not doing anything until I'm, I've been graduated from college for two years. I'm not committed to anything. If you're okay with that, then let's go have ourselves a good time. Okay, let's go do that. I'm like, holy mother of God, you actually had that conversation? Okay, that's the generational differences we're talking about right now. Um, but in that, you learn that communication in, in reality, is that everything. Is a lie. That is a lie. You do, there are uh, Wait a minute, what's a lie? There's a lie that says that there's no connection after sex. I never said that. No, like these friends with benefits. Like they act like, oh, even though Some of them, yes, I would agree with that. They get a little... There is a repercussion. We're not going to stay connected. No, that that connection is automatic. You can't argue that. Sexual intercourse. We're going to connect, you know, internally, externally, mentally, physically, emotionally, and psychologically, and we're just going to turn it off as soon as we're done. No, I'm sorry, but that's very, not how very, Mother very, Nature very, works. Very few people who can do and that. Correct. I, I don't think anybody can do it unless you There's are a completely compassionate person that you don't have feelings attached to that. Sociopath. They can't feel anything. No, it, it takes a hardship. It, it does take a hardship on your heart and your personal self. I think that that, that makes a really sure good is. point. I'll disagree with her a little bit on that. I'm, I will say that yes, there is a connection, but not quite that heavy. Well, in, in different people, <laughs> actually, you know, I mean, and, and I would agree because I have spoken with a lot of men. I think this is an, another big difference between men and women. Women have a harder time being disconnected, although yeah. there are many women who can be disconnected. But from a man's point of view, by the genetic difference of their ability to service multiple women in a day. There is a genetic disposition to be not as connected. I mean, uh, hello, harems. Now, that's not to say that they didn't love all those women in different ways, but at the same point, men have a different capacity than women do. And I think that in and of itself needs to be remembered, regardless of your sexual No, I do believe women are going to be a little bit more emotionally attached towards it, even if they say they're not. I do believe that they're they're giving themselves away. And I think a lot of women, a lot of women believe that men are not emotionally attached, and they are. And they women really need are. to stop ex- thinking that men I are not think attached. I think, you know, when you go there, just get yourself a toy. You know, there's no, if you're if you're really in that position. Nine Speeds. You know. Nine Speeds. What, what's yeah. Mr. Nine Speed called? What I, was the name? Well, there's lots of different names for Mr. Nine Speed. No, but there was a name last week. I can't remember what it was. It's pretty funny. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just. Struck me as funny. This is the first time I think I've ever gotten you to stop. <laughs> wow. There's lots of names out there for everybody that has their nine speed. Oh, my goodness. Okay, well, we're getting towards the end of the show, and I wanted yes. to wrap up with the socially acceptable and non-acceptable. Um, one of the things I wanted to say, and I feel it's really, really important when you're talking about savvy sex talk, um, it is socially unacceptable to be unaware when talking sexually in an open forum. There, yes. There's just no two ways about this. It's, if you're going to start a conversation or if somebody is starting a conversation and you're participating in it and you're in a public venue, whether it be a, 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 a media venue like a chat room or a, an actual physical venue like a bar, if you're going to be having these conversations and you do not take the time 
to look around you and see who's around and pay attention to the response of the people around you, yes. that that's not acceptable. If you start talking about something and it goes to an extreme, and I'm going to say an extreme because everyone's extreme is a little different, where you see somebody starting to squirm, you need to stop because you are in a social setting. And again, what is the primary um, definition of being socially savvy? Make sure people around you are comfortable. Yeah. So you need to take on that responsibility. It doesn't mean that what you have to say doesn't have value. It doesn't mean that what you have to say or what you feel is in any way not appropriate for you. But if you're going to be in a social setting, you need to be infinitely aware when you're speaking of something as stream as a, that has such diverse opinions as sex um, to the people who are standing around with you. Same thing. It's socially unacceptable to be making out in the booth at the restaurant. Oh, good Lord, yes. What is it? It's socially unacceptable to be making out in the booth of the restaurant. Get a room. Oh, I get a room. Oh, my God. Get a room. It depends on what type of making out you're doing. Like, if you are looking. No, no, no. I'm going to argue. I'm going to go with him. You You can touch. You can kiss. But if you, what do you think? 20 second rule? Sure. You know, when it's. There comes a point where it's like. Ridiculous, you know. I'm there to yes, eat. Yes, there are there are points of ridiculousness. I'm not going to disagree on that, but I do believe that it is okay to kiss and have a little. Oh yeah, no, no, no. We're not saying that. that. No, 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 no. There's the difference between I would agree. And kiss and like, oh, I love you and all that, and then. But again, you have to remember that when you're in a public venue, especially a, a, a restaurant, that the main purpose of going to a restaurant is in fact to enjoy and share food. Now, if you're doing something outside of that then you either need to be in a place where you're not affecting other people or you need to leave the venue. It's it's no different than answering a phone. I mean, seriously, come on. There's levels of affection that I do agree and disagree about that. I do believe that our society... You can't suck her nipple at the table. Okay, sucking nipple is a different story. You can't go under the table on her. No, you cannot go under... Okay, I agree with those two Okay, making out for a minute and a half is excessive when somebody is trying to eat because you're going... (laughs) And they're trying to go, I'm trying to eat my food. Again, again, you've got to evaluate what... And volume of your voice. You don't want to say, you know, I can't wait to get you back to the hotel. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do this. Is a little different than... A whisper. Again, having having. I I I agree in context of the excessiveness, but I do believe that more people should make out. Well, of course you can make out, but we're talking about where. Don't do it at a restaurant. Don't now if you're going to. In a back alley, it could be a fantasy night to do something. It has all well, and and if you happen to be in an elevator and it opens a little bit too soon, well, you know that shit happens. (laughs) (laughs) In a back alley, well, you know that shit happens. If you're walking down a dark alley and you come up across a couple people making out, it is your job to shut the hell up and just keep on a walking. (laughs) But we're talking about a public venue. Yes, I agree. You know, when when there's other people around and the and the theme of the venue is has a different feel to it or a different reason for being there, then you need to be respectful of that. Yeah, I agree. And I also feel that in context of people speaking about sex in a social environment, some people are, especially like in my forum, people come up to me and ask me sex questions. Well, it, it, you are it's, a very unique position. And obviously me in the position that I am in my You'll redirect so that yeah. we can have a one-on-one conversation. Yeah. Yes. Well, I, it's also, too, it's like, you know, it's like on wine events, some people get a little too touchy and they start talking and all that. You 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 do as an event organizer have to kind of like guide people and say, hey, don't be do aware. that, dude. You know, yeah. hey, usually, I, I hate saying this, it's 50-50. 
I've had girls who are oh, a little drunk and they get a little it's, aggressive, and people think, oh, it's always the guy. It's like, uh, no, it's no, not. It's no, both. it's not. No. It's both. No. And, and you well, you know what? Right and I could justify that by simply saying that women who are wearing, you know, cocktail dresses and they get a little bit too much wine in them, and all of a sudden their hooch and their hotch are both showing, and yeah. hello, oh, she had a Brazilian three days ago. I mean, they're co- they, you know, always that's that me. They always me. Yeah. We've gone to many a mini, uh, dressed up night where the girls wearing mini, uh, mini skirts. Gone to many of those high fashion nights, and it always amazes me the girls with the short skirts who are like always trying to pull it down. And they get into a couch like I'm sitting on, and they immediately kind of just sit there and you know they're like like this, you know. And if you're across the room, you like a you can tell the view, color of, of the panties. Yes, and yeah. they if they're wearing panties, if they're, if they're no, wearing usually panties. not. Yeah. Sorry, they're usually not. Well, what, not when you got something like, that clings that close. Yeah, whatever. I'm just saying. Like the efficacy of like you know sitting down properly, you know. No, that doesn't work. Never mind. What am I talking about? Well, you can't sit properly at balls. It's hard to <laughs> cross, really. yeah. it's, it's difficult. But I don't wear a dress either, so I don't have to worry about it. I think women, we do we do have an advantage to some degree. So, you know, it just kind of comes down to Love it. I think the big thing is, is you know, when you're talking about, um, when it comes to the topic of sex, and it, talk, and it comes to being social, um, you want to remember a couple key moments. Is yes. understand the people that you're around, understand the social setting you're in, and um, be aware. Just really, very, really very be aware. aware. We're very fortunate for the first time in thousands and thousands of years of our evolution that we do have the freedom to talk about things. We do have the freedom to educate ourselves, whether you're male, female, doesn't matter what race, creed, color. Um, but with that freedom, we have to recognize there's a responsibility and with that responsibility comes awareness, and you need to to try. And, and, and I understand that people don't make be mistakes. in the closet about this topic either. Like no, if you feel no. that this is something that's folks. uncomfortable to you, then that's a clear sign that you need to discover Communication. more. Well, and here I'm gonna I'm gonna end round it out with this comment. If somebody does start talking about something socially, and you find yourself in an uncomfortable position, and they're not picking up on that, there is nothing wrong with you saying, you know. Uh, I'm, I'm going to excuse myself or, or, you know, I would, let's catch up later for lunch or um, can we talk about this at a later time? There, there holds as much responsibility in you in a social setting if you're uncomfortable with something to, to say I'm uncomfortable as there is to the person to to try to be socially aware and recognize yes. they're making people uncomfortable. Very true. Dave of being a victim are almost at an end. You are a victim by choice. So if you don't like something that's going on and you don't speak out, then that's you saying, oh, please, I'm a victim and somebody needs to feel sorry for me. You and guess what? Say, Nobody's oh, going to feel sorry for you. In this day and age, you can't nope. say, oh, I didn't know. Because no, you, you have the ability to open your mouth and speak your mind. Um, with that said, I did want to thank our sponsors for tonight. Um, Socially Savvy is very, very fortunate. We are um, at a point where we have... That literally thousands of listeners. We're very, very all excited to have world. all over the world. And Was tonight, listeners yeah, yeah. calling in from Virginia, um, California, we have them from all over the place. And we just want to tell you how much we appreciate you guys listening Colorado. to us. Colorado. Um, Colorado. And also, um, you know, give us your feedback. We love to hear what you guys today. Uh, so if you are a Socially Savvy fan, please be sure to like us on our Facebook page. Let us know what you think. Um, give us a quick little note, and you'll be entered in drawings yes, for, vote for from, us on King 5. Yes, we are um, Best of Western Washington. Please vote. We want to thank our sponsors tonight, which are um, uh, Girly Girl, Girly Girl, and Chloe's and Washington Hills Sauvignon Blanc from yes. Apex. 
Gunnar Nordstrom's gallery. We've got pop, um, chips. pop chips. We've got Kind Bars. We've got Daniel's Broiler, Spazos. We've got Three Step Dating. We've got Seattle Wine Exchange, Nordstrom's Cosmetics, Sweet Talk Wipes, and um, of course. Three. Three. Step. Already did that. You did? Yeah. Yes, we did. Well, we should say it again. <laughs> three step dating. And three step dating. Because three times. Obviously, she's got a class coming up. So right, thank guys. you so much, and everybody have a socially savvy week. Take care. Bye, guys. Stay sexy.